Welcome to the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm Laura Deirda, an editor at Becker's Healthcare, and I'm thrilled to welcome Dr. Elizabeth Brill, Chief Medical Officer of VHA's Office of Community Care. Thank you so much, Dr. Brill, for joining us today. Now, before we begin, could you please tell us a little bit about your background? Yes, thank you, Laura. Uh, I am a physician trained as an OBGYN. I did my training through the military, um, through ROTC and HPSC scholarships, and, uh, and then served across the world in Korea, uh, Texas, and Germany. After I got out of the military, I did an MBA at the University of Chicago, which is where I also did my medical training, and, um, and then did some healthcare consulting with the Boston Consulting Group, worked at Northwestern there in Chicago, uh, and then moved out to Ohio, and then eventually joined the VA, and now um, working as the Chief Medical Officer for the Office of Community Care, which is the office that oversees all of the care that we send out from the VA to the private sector, uh, which is about 30 to 35% of our care. Well, fantastic. We're extremely delighted to have you on the podcast today. Now, could you first tell us a little bit about your priorities at VHA? Yes. So my priorities in my particular role is to really ensure that we create a seamless experience for veterans, whether they're getting their care at a VA facility, a clinic or a hospital, or in the community at a private sector facility, again, either in an outpatient setting or an inpatient setting. Uh, and, and, uh, and all of that gets coordinated and paid for through our third-party administrators. So working across these different um, groups and facets to ensure that the veteran has a seamless experience. That's our first priority. Uh, secondly, it's our clinical initiatives. Uh, right now, we're really focused on suicide prevention and reduction and uh, opioids, uh, you know, of course, a problem across the nation, particularly a problem in VA due to service-connected injuries that many of our uh, veterans have, as well as um, mental health disorders associated with combat, such as PTSD. So opioid reduction is an important initiative for us. And of course, as always, access to care. And the access is improved by this partnership that we have with the private sector, such that if we can't get a patient in to be seen in VA, they can go to the private sector if they meet certain eligibility requirements. And then lastly, I would say we have a priority which will be ongoing for the next five to 10 years of modernization of our systems, in particular, our IT systems, such that uh, we will be on a shared record with the Department of Defense, electronic health record, uh, and we hope to be able to share medical information with our community partners uh, more and more seamlessly as time goes on. Well, fantastic. It sounds like you have a lot going on there, which is great. Um, now, what are you seeing with COVID-19 and how strategies evolved for mitigating it? Well, I will say it's great to be in the VA at a time like this because it gives me a viewpoint as to how a coordinated system across the country can really share information and move resources uh, in a very organized fashion. So we have a call every single day with the highest level of leadership in VA with representatives from facilities across the entire country. And our focus is on assessing the situation in each of those different geographies, 
cross-leveling our resources, moving folks from facility to facility in order to care for patients, uh, sending information out um, in, a, in a very coordinated fashion. So as, as we all know, this pandemic is sort of a rapidly evolving situation. So by having that leadership call daily, we're able to get information about uh, you know, care and protocols, especially early on with regards to masking and testing. We're able to diffuse that information very quickly. Um, our veterans tend to be older compared to the general population. And so it's very important that we stay very up to date because they, many of them are in a high risk group. And then lastly, I would say it's very exciting to be part of vaccine distribution planning. Uh, and our team has done an unbelievable job preparing our facilities to receive the vaccines once they're approved and determining priority lists so that we can administer them to healthcare workers and our most vulnerable veterans in an expedient manner. That sounds fantastic. And also like you have a lot of work ahead of you. Now, when thinking about leadership, what are your best pieces of advice that you would give emerging leaders? Well, I would say number one, and you know, this is really evident with this pandemic situation that we are in, but it could apply to any number of situations. Number one is flexibility because you really never know what's gonna come your way. And I think all emerging leaders should think about how to remain flexible and adaptable and adjust to whatever the new environment is, whether it's a different payer, whether it's a disease process, whether it's changing demographics, whether it's a merger, there's so many factors that we have to adjust to. And so flexibility is really key. I would also recommend, insofar as it's possible, because I know some people are limited by geography, but I would recommend broad experience in different locations, different types of facilities, because you really learn a lot uh, by doing that. And so, of course, my experience has ranged from small clinics to community hospitals to academic medical centers, military hospitals, VA hospitals and um, of course across the world. And it's been invaluable to me personally and professionally to have all of those different lenses on how care is delivered. Now I know that's an unusually broad set of experiences, but I think anyone can achieve some breadth of experience just by being alert to the concept, you know, tr trying new things, even taking on new duties, even if you stay in the same facility. Uh, but I think the breadth of experience really, again, it, it actually helps with that flexibility and adaptability uh, because people will have seen different things and, and understand how to react. And then lastly, I, I cannot overstate the, un, the importance of understanding the stakeholders whenever you are making decisions. And there's always more than you think there are. And it's very important to get them involved early in a process to get their insights and their feedback so that whatever decision, policy, uh, process that a leader is developing really has those checks before it gets rolled out, that you've sort of tested it with all of the users. Um, and, and it really increases the chance of success and the chance uh, that everyone has buy-in to, again, the new process or policy or whatever is being rolled out. 
So those would be my top recommendations, flexibility, a varied experience, and remembering who your stakeholders are. That's fantastic advice and really helpful, I'm sure, with no matter what role you have within an organization or you know where you aspire to be. Dr. Burrell, thank you so much for joining us today. This has really been a fantastic discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Thank you, Laura. It's been a pleasure.